Come sail away with me. I have had the pleasure of doing a couple of cruises, a big ship Caribbean cruise, a river cruise along the Volga. Both were around a week or 10 days long. And that's why I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this trend of long voyage cruising. I mean, really long, a year or even three years. Joining us to talk about this trend is Claire Newell, President and CEO of Travel Best Vets. Good afternoon, Claire. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a it's a very interesting trend that we've seen start over the past couple of years, particularly after restrictions ended um, and a lot of people wanting to do what they called revenge travel and, and see the world. And this is a great way to do it. See the world. I mean, I thought I could see the world and I, I used to think a 30 day cruise would be one thing. But what are you seeing when it comes to cruise lines offering really long cruises? Yeah, there are some really, really long cruises where they're uh, virtually a year long. Um, and we've seen more and more cruise lines start to offer this. It used to be that it was the smaller cruise lines. Um, some of the ones that come to mind would be Oceana. They've had a, a world cruise that sold out pretty much within days sometimes hours and it's they've been doing it for for years but what we've started to see is more mainstream companies like royal caribbean coming out with cruises that are this type of length and you can actually get them broken out into chunks but even the chunks are long you know 63 nights 87 nights so there's a one that's going on um in 2024 um, and one of the chunks for example uh, leaving in may is a 63 night portion and it will be going from uh, barcelona to miami so but there's also other chunks you know an 87 night portion that goes from los angeles to dubai um, another one from dubai to barcelona so the reality is is you can pick and choose chunks vast majority of people can't do these really really long ones um, but we do see people who will say, you know, I'm going to spend that hundred grand and I'm going to go and I'm going to go for six or nine months. Well, when you talk about chunks, I'm talking about a chunk of change then. So you're saying around a hundred thousand someone would be paying for, did you say six months? Yeah, for that's one that uh, we've seen, but there are people who will pay much higher. So that would be for one of the, the lower cabins, but then you could start to do ocean view cabins, balcony cabins, suites. Um, it's It's been interesting to watch because snowbirds, I mean, we know that Canadian snowboarding has been a trend for years. People who are that 50 plus with the time and money to go are going down and spending, you know, three, four, six months away to get away from our cold winters here in Canada. But there's a lot of people who, instead of going to the U.S., I mean, the reality is the top four destinations for Canadian snowbirds are in the U.S., like Texas, Florida, Arizona, California. But there are people, especially the younger ones that are coming into this uh, stage of their life that want to go further afield, and they see the value in doing it on a cruise. Because for, for many of these, if you price them out, it's under $100 a day. And keeping in mind, that's your accommodation, your meals, your entertainment. And on board some of these huge ships, the one that I'm, I'm looking at on my screen right now is um, the Serenade of the Seas, which is the Royal Caribbean one. This is a massive ship. And so there's tons of dining options. You can get your hair done. You can do all of your fitness classes. Not to mention the fact that every time you wake up, you're in a different port of call, in a different 
city or a different country. And so you unpack once and you're just going. And I mean, they'll, they, they can even include wash and fold laundry services. So you don't even have to pack that much. Stay on the serenade of the seas. How big is that ship? How many people would I be sharing this experience with? A couple of thousand passengers plus the crew that would be on. So you're not having to run into the same people. There will be people who will be doing only portions of the sailing and others who might be on longer. If you're choosing to go for that, like a 62 night portion or an 87 night portion or the whole thing. I mean, I see one here that's three and a half years. I I can't believe that. Yeah. Okay. So that is um, not for everybody. <laughs> I mean, a really cool thing to do. Actually, one of the things even young people have been doing for as long as I can remember. I mean, I'm in my fifties, and I have um, friends that are that have actually done it, where they've actually done a term abroad on board a cruise ships, like a school at sea. Yeah. And it's a really popular thing for, for people to do. And I've heard that, um, you know, doing that type of thing, yes, probably $20,000 for going for about 100, 105 days, probably. But what an experience when you're young. But now what we're starting to see is it's not just going for, you know, those three months when you're young. We're talking about a much more luxurious experience seeing the world when you have the time and money to do it. And there's actually been some cool people that, you know, do, will, that are actually younger that will show this whole journey on Instagram. You can follow people who would do it. But these world cruises are not going anywhere. I think we're going to see is not just companies that are like smaller lines like um like Oceana doing it, but starting to see companies like Carnival, Holland America, uh, Royal Caribbean start to offer these because people see the value in it. I mean, I'm looking at one right now on my screen that it was would be considered a world cruise, albeit it's a small chunk. It's a 29-night sailing that visits 10 countries. So it starts in Rome and ends in Singapore. And the 29 nights is 31.99 the taxes of 686 so for like 3200 dollars plus tax what a way to see 10 countries especially ones you've maybe had on your bucket list for a really long time places like india uh, oman thailand malaysia um, as well as of course italy that 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 is intriguing. You know, 29 days, maybe I can handle that. My guest this afternoon is Claire Newell, President Travel Best Bets, based in Vancouver. And we were just talking about these long cruises. So, you know, we are seeing extra long. What's in it then, ultimately, for the bigger cruise ships? They There must be a demand for it. There's absolutely a demand for it. We have, we've always seen the people who want to do the typical, which is primarily a seven night. If you're going somewhere like the Caribbean, you can even do three or four nights or um, the Mexican Riviera, just those shorter three and four nights. Basically, they're taking a one-week itinerary, but just doing it in a three and then a four-night chunk. Seven nights are still the most popular, but there are people who have kind of ventured into the longer, the the 10-night, the 14-night. But what we're seeing is, particularly with the 50-plus crowd, doing the longer durations. And what I would say a longer duration would be three weeks or longer. So the vast majority of people doing these much longer are doing a cruise that would be between 21 nights and about 45 nights. Then there are the ones that are 
the really longs, you know, when you're going into multiple months or even years. Claire, your advice, though, to someone even considering it, I think you'd almost have to say if you're going that long, you must have to pay extra to actually have a window in your room. Otherwise, you're in the bowel of this big ship. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I would not want to be on an inside cabin on any of these. I would absolutely go for um, a minimum of a, an ocean view cabin. But I think it would be worth the investment to go on a shorter cruise. But you have a balcony cabin. That way you have that outdoor space, that privacy when you are you know, sailing into a port or sailing out of a port. You can see it. You can watch your sunsets from that balcony. You can read a book. It just gives you that added layer of privacy. It's not to say that there aren't some amazing areas on board all of these ships where you can find a little corner and you can get that privacy. But when you really want to get away and just you know, be private, get into some private space. That balcony really comes into its own. It would be the same for any, any cruise. But I I started cruising as a, as a little girl with my parents. Um, My, my parents took us all over and it was almost once a year we would do cruising from the time I was about 10 to about 20 um, that I, that I went with my parents. And as a, as a younger kid, my parents would always put me in an inside cabin and then as uh, as we got older and now with my own family whenever i can my kids might not get as nice a cabin as i do with the the balcony but um i do invest for my myself into a balcony cabin if i if i can on board a ship you've earned that okay i can finish this off with you've done the cruising river or big cruise boats you know, there's that's interesting because I think that there's a, a time and a place for both. If you have done the big ships and never done a river cruise, I think, especially in Europe, it's a fantastic way to see um, more uh, quaint, beautiful cities that you can't get into with a with a, a larger cruise ship. Um, I do love the big, huge ships, but personally, I've been kind of going for a smaller or mid-range still has all the services on board but i like the fact that um some of the smaller ships especially the ones that are the actual ship itself is small you are able to get into some smaller ports where the big ones can't get into and there's something nice about that getting into the like a portofino versus having to go into a a naples or um or really in any destination with river cruising it is much smaller they're almost all the same type of shape they all have about that 160 passengers so it's much much smaller totally different experience you don't have all the big shows and all of the big entertainment that you would on board an ocean liner but wow are you ever like you are walking off of these river ships right into the heart of wherever you happen to go the one that i did was from budapest and it ended in salzburg and um i took my kids and they were in their late teens at the time and my husband and i had a good time we chose to do an activity both morning and afternoon so it really kept the kids busy and we used the bikes that were on board we walked and did all sorts of tours and really made the most of it you can go at any pace on board those but it's um it's much more intimate um, and almost all of them are kind of that luxury style so they do start at a little bit higher price point but a really great way to see particularly europe you can also see the mekong that way and the amazon that way um and and i expect that more rivers will be kind of tapped into by that market soon well thanks for letting us do a little dreaming this afternoon appreciate it claire thanks so much for having me claire newell president and ceo of travel best bets